We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We as Christians are citizens of another world. We're talking about what Jesus said concerning in my Father's house are many abodes. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go and prepare a place for you. If I prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Now, Judas here, after he's made this discourse down through verse 21, verse 22, Judas saith unto him, Lord, how is it that I will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. My Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. In other words, if you keep my words, Jesus said, we will come and make our abode with him. Keeping the word of God creates a lifestyle fit for God to live in. I don't know what that does for you. It excites me. If you'll keep the word of God. Keep his word. Now, you see, James said in James, the first chapter, verse 22, he said, Be ye doers of the word, not hearers only. If any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man that behold his natural face in a glass, and he goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now see, the mirror he's talking about, or glass, is the mirror of the word of God. We see what we've inherited in Christ. Paul got his revelation from Jesus Christ. The gospel that he preached, he didn't learn it. He was not taught it of man. As he said in Galatians, the first chapter, he said, I certify you, brethren. I guarantee you, brethren, that the gospel that I preach, I didn't get from man. He said, I didn't go to school and learn it, even though Paul was a very educated man and was very learned in his day in the way of religion and all of that. But he said, this gospel that I preach, I didn't get it from man, neither did I learn it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. And Paul, see, begins to reveal in his writings the revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. And you see, God sees us the way the Word says we are. You know, religion condemns people and beats them down. But Christianity lifts you up. The gospel is good news. It's not bad news. You notice in Jesus in all of his ministry, when the woman that they caught in the very act of adultery, when they said, uh, what do you say? Moses said, we ought to stone her. He said, he that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. Then he stooped down and rolled on the ground. And after a while, he lifted himself up and looked, and, <laughs> and they had all left one by one. Now, I don't know this is true, but it went off in my spirit, and I kind of believe it's probably true. And I don't remember who said it. It seemed like it was Marilyn Hickey. I don't know. But I'll just give it to you for what it's worth. And we'll just be very plain about it because we all know that these things happen. But I believe it was Marilyn Hickey that said, I think I know what Jesus wrote on the ground and why they all walked off. He wrote the names of the prostitutes that they'd been seeing. And one by one, they turned around and walked off. Because, you see, these people under religious order and the law... They want to kill a man for breaking the Sabbath. They want to kill Jesus because he healed on the Sabbath. But yet, in these other things, they just kind of did what seemed right in their own eyes. And you know, today, 
We don't have to rehash any of the things that's been on news or anything. But Jesus said to the woman, where are those that condemn thee? And she said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't condone it. Certainly not. But the gospel, the new covenant, is better than the old covenant. It is not a gospel of condemnation. It is a gospel that will lift you up and set you free from condemnation. Jesus said, I come not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be set free and, and saved. He said, the world's already condemned because they believe not on Jesus. You don't have to condemn the world. You don't have to condemn sin. Everybody knows when they sin. I mean, you can go into the heathen country and people know when they sin because the conscience bears witness with that. But now notice here that Jesus is talking about the Father, verse 24, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine but the Father which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. He didn't give them condemnation. He didn't give them anything to beat them down, but he always lifted them up. God's Word will always do that. It's the good news. You know, Paul taught along this line, and he finally said, he talked about grace. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And then he said, some would say, uh, well, shall we sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. Sure, there's grace. Thank God we're under grace. You know, I don't want what I deserve. I want mercy and grace. (laughs) Because I tell you, we've all missed it. But you don't have to stand to condemnation because you missed it, thank God. But now notice, what I wanted to get to you here was how that he says, this abode, in my Father's house are many abodes. And then he talks about I and the Father and the Father and me. Turn to John, the 17th chapter. I want you to see the parallel here where Jesus is praying to the Father. We'll start with verse 9. He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no more in the world. But these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. Now this was the prayer of Jesus, that they may be one. They who? Us. We may be one with Christ and God as God the Father and Jesus were one. Now, that's his prayer. Notice he said, I'm no more in this world. Now, what are you going to do with a statement like that? He was in the world. But see, he's calling things that are not as though they were. You find Jesus doing this in all of his ministry. He's declaring it and establishing something here. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them are lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. See, religion won't save you. Christianity, the gospel is what sets people free. But the world will hate you. And religious 
people are the most vicious people in the world. They're the ones that kill Jesus. He said, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. Now that is the will of God, that we be kept from evil. They are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Now what's he saying here? Now keep this in mind, because it's all going to come together. We're going to get it all tied together here after a while. But as he said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. I'll come again and receive you unto myself. He came back in the person of the Holy Spirit. And it says, I and them and thou and me, that they may be perfect in one. And now he says that they are not of the world as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me in the world, even so have I sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So not only is he talking to the disciples here, he's talking about us. We're involved in this because we believe because of that word that was spoken. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. There's the abode right there. He prepared a place for us in God, in Christ, and in God, I and them and thou and me, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. The glory thou hast given me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. Here we go again. I and them and thou and me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and loved them as thou hast loved me. Now that gets so deep and so strong, it's almost beyond the comprehension of the human mind. Understand that Jesus sent us the same as God sent Jesus, and we're in him, and he's in us, and we're in God, and God's in us, and there's the abode. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, that we all may be one. Well, we can see then that he's prepared a place for us in God, in the kingdom of God. Now, I want us to go to John's gospel. We're talking about being citizens of another world. We, as Christians, are citizens of another world. And in John, the third chapter, begin with verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, the word see here does not mean see it with the literal eye. It means perception. You'll not be able to perceive the kingdom of God except you be born again. And, you know, Nicodemus said, how can a man, when he's old, enter again the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus said, verily I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Now, you might say, how in the world can I and them and thou and me and all this be mingled together? See, when we start talking about buckets, put one bucket in another and another in that one. We can put two buckets in one and have three buckets together. But you can't put three buckets all in each other all at the same time. It just can't be done. But now, if you've got three buckets of water, you can pour all three buckets of water in one bucket. It's going to be hard to tell which bucket the water came out of, isn't it? 
Thank you so much for joining us for the broadcast today. I trust you've been blessed by the Word of God. Now, we have a very special book offer this week. It's book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. In this book, we share with you how a copy machine works. It'll help you understand why you do not have to proofread the copy. God's Word has in it the ability to produce exactly what it says if we will plant it in our life the way the Word says to do it. And someone says, well, how do I know that when I give, I will receive from God? Because you don't have to proofread the copy. Have you ever noticed on a copy machine that you don't have to proofread the copy that you run? Because it comes exactly from the original. The DNA in God's Word will produce exactly the same thing in your life. I'm talking about the promises of God now. You sow a seed for what you need. The Word of God is the seed. Find the promise. If it's finances you need, find the Word of God concerning finances. Begin to proclaim it, speak it, and plant it, and it will produce an exact copy of that in your life eventually. Now, it won't happen just because you're saying it, but saying it is involved in causing it to happen. And I tell you, this book will help you understand how to get a handle on the things of God, the invisible things of God, things that God's already given you. It's book offer number 7518. It's called The Substance of Things. It's a 73-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.